Hi, I'm Pat Mahomes, former Major League Baseball player, also the host of the Big Mahomes Show. You're listening to the Pro Sports Podcaster Show. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Nemo's Bruce, and I am joined by Mr. Corbett Durand, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm I'm really good, actually. How's it going, Nee? Hey, I'm I'm feeling pretty good too. Uh, can't complain myself. Justin is our third guest, and he joins us from Ontario today. He's not in in Alberta. He's not in Saskatchewan. He's he's in the home province of Ontario. Justin, how are you doing? I'm doing well. If I were any better, I would be a uh, New York Knicks fan. <laughs> oh man! Now. Yeah, a New York Knicks fan in October because that's 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 when it peaks. That's when they're they peaks because that's when the optimism is there, and then by December they realize that Dolan's messed it up again, and by March they want him to sell the team. So this is peak New York Knicks fandom time. And speaking of <laughs> New York, we have a Mets fan just uh, across the city. There, it is the one and only Mike Powers. He's the co-host of the Divide Live. He's come a long way. On that show, I've seen him, seen his rise, and you can find him on Philadelphia on Fox the Gambler. Mike, how you doing? First off, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I really appreciate this. Uh, yeah, congrats too to all your success. I mean, you know, I, I've been following. I'm a huge fan, so uh, yeah, happy to give that New York perspective like I do in Philly. But uh, thanks for having me on. That's uh, a pleasure, and yeah, tell us. What made you stop the divide to begin with? I believe it was Mike and Mike, if if I'm not mistaken, and originally. Yeah, so we uh, in 2018, I had this bonehead idea to start a podcast, and uh, we started researching it. I knew that I had two talented best friends uh, by the names of Jamal Edwards and Tyshan Edwards that own 24 Media. And I knew they could help me look legit before we look legit. Now I was just looking for a voice and a boneheaded friend to to start this venture with. And luckily I got that with uh, my co-host at the time, Steve. Unfortunately, like sometimes in all relationships, you have different visions and views. Uh, mine is, hey, we're gonna just keep getting our name out there. And if we make a dollar, I wanted to reinvest it into our name and not really keep it for ourselves. So uh, we had a, a few business disagreements and then we just had a few uh, personal disagreements. And so we decided to break that apart. Uh, Corey, who was down from day one, would actually write all of our topics and created the show structure. So kind of did all the research to try to figure out how to actually make a serviceable podcast, like from begin, beginning to end, the amount of time it should be, the amount of topics, and, uh, you know, just really gave us our cadence. Uh, so uh, whenever Steve couldn't make it, Corey sat in 
And as we started going through this process, it was happening more often than not. So I had this, I had this dual uh, relationship now with two co-hosts where uh, we kind of knew each other that well. So right after our A-Rod interview, uh, Steve and I decided that uh, we just didn't agree on how the show should be ran, whether it be through the network, through 24 Media, or even, you know, what type of show it should be. So I was like, look, go do your thing. I'll go do mine. So that's what we kind of did. Uh, I stuck with the team that uh, hence gave me a shot before uh, I deserved one. And uh, I think it paid off. So uh, Corey, after a few months of me trying to figure out my own thing, I convinced Corey to join me permanently in the booth. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, we get a call from Fox Sports and they wanted our, our content on their their radio. So it's been fun. Like, we just have fun. Honestly, it's a lot easier now. Uh, it's just three quick 15 segments and uh, we send it off to them and they put it all over the place. So our jobs have actually gotten easier. Uh, so I appreciate uh, time to talk to you guys because uh, honestly, we don't get... You know, I, I think it was harder before we were with Fox uh, as far go. as like, yeah. No, I remember A-Rod sent you a, I think he sent you a truckload of Presidente beer. Are, are you still working oh through that or is God. that finished now? <laughs> <laughs> it's officially done. Uh, but that ended up with a nice little uh, partnership with Anheuser-Busch. So that was fun, man. We had, we had Bud Light as a sponsor for two seasons of The Divide. Uh, when we joined Fox Sports, we kind of put it on the back burner and said, hey, let's wait and talk to their advertisers and stuff like that. So, But we're about to rekindle that relationship. So, uh, yeah, A-Rod sent us a pallet full of it. And then the distributors and other and Anheuser, who part owns uh, Presidente with A-Rod, uh, contacted us for, for a partnership. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> there we go. That'd be an awesome partnership. Yeah. It'd be like the forgotten episodes. <laughs> it was right. tough man like it, you're cracking those open and like uh you know it's it's hard to stop once uh you know they're delicious especially the presidente light like and i'm not gonna pay for this plug but it's <laughs> it's delicious man it's it's a very good 90 calorie beer man I, I would put it up there against any uh island beer or any any type of uh you know beer in that caliber Right on, right on. Then it's like something I'll have to try. I will have to try it because I am kind of a beer connoisseur. It's, it's a Dutch heritage thing. So that's where <laughs> yeah, it comes from. 100%. Now, um, if someone were to ask you, what's America's game? What would your answer be? Uh, selfishly, my heart wants to say baseball, but that's not true anymore. It's football. You know, it's NFL. I don't even like calling it football. I'm a Bayern Munich fan, so I understand okay. real football. Right, uh, there you go. Cool. <laughs> um, Oktoberfest. Yeah, yes, heck yeah, heck yeah. And uh, I've been to Munich, uh, Bavaria, and uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. And uh, yeah, but my heart wants to say baseball, but I know the truth, and it's 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 football. I mean, we were on Sundays. The minute football started, they bumped us to Fridays, respectively so, you know, but if you ask me New York sport, I feel mm -hmm. like it's baseball under the simple fact that there's only one team that actually one NFL team that actually plays in New York and that's the Buffalo bills. So, uh, you know, the other two are in Jersey, believe it or not. And mm -hmm. I, I just feel like unlike Philadelphia, they're a football, they're a football city, you know, they're yeah. not really a baseball city. It's secondary. Uh, I would line them up with the Sixers flyers, 
and Phillies have the same fan base. It just depends which one's hot right now, right? Because the minute they're not, they're selling those tickets for like $12, <laughs> regardless who it is. <laughs> okay. So basically on a grand scale, it's definitely the NFL. But then depending on what your market is, baseball or another sport could be the primary one in that particular market. And I mean, you mentioned New York, that's a massive market. So if, mm-hmm. if baseball is still number one there, that's still pretty powerful. Yeah. Coming from a Canadian perspective, we're all based in Toronto. I mean, if, if you were to ask us, I think probably anyone here would say NFL football. Like from, what, from what we see on our side of the border, football is like the shield is everything. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering how it feels, you know, when you're actually there. Like you said, in, in Philadelphia, it's obvious, right? Like it's 100%. Yeah. It's football, but I guess depending on the market, there is a sort of a swaying of, of where the money goes as far as the uh, consumer goes. Now, right. in New York, are you seeing just sort of a, like a sports bar that covers everything or is it more specific? Uh, it, it depends on the date and time and again with the records as well. But I mean, this Aaron Judge situation right now is front page. The Mets actually beating the postseason front page. Mm-hmm. The Giants being 2-0 and is also front page, but it's it doesn't have the same type of pop. So uh, personally, like being in between two of these major cities, Philly and New, New York, I, I'm smack dab in the middle in, in New Jersey. Like you, you get a sense for all of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the Giants are rated high as a fan base and the Jets are right behind them. When you turn on Fox Radio or you turn on Fox Radio New York or or any of our our other um, competitors out there, you're hearing baseball, you know, even when they're not good or, you know, when the Yankees were slumping, it was all everybody wanted to talk about. So and then, um, you know, it it, it definitely if, if we get a hot Giants or Jets team, it, it could it could turn, but it, it doesn't happen normally. And the Knicks and the Rangers. Uh, you know, they, if they're in the playoffs or whatever, they could take over the town for a little bit. But other than that, and the Knicks, that hasn't happened in a while. So I think Lynn Sanity was our last big yeah. push in the media for NBA, you know? Okay. So, yes, yeah, so they're like a distant third, basically. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. And yeah. I blame Dolan for that, for the Knicks. <laughs> but <laughs> well, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Him and his vape pen. Vape pen. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember Lynn Sanity. That was absolutely brilliant. Then we took him to Toronto, like not after, but as you know, the story goes, he rode the bench to the championship. But yeah. regardless, that was, I mean, to be fair, Jeremy Lynn got axed, even though the fact he was doing well, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I have issues how the Knicks operate their basketball team, but that's on a different yeah. scale. Uh, so you mentioned that you were a Bayern Munich fan. Do you follow any other football leagues or just the German league? So I, I have a very close friend that one day they just decided 10 years ago that they were going to all root for Chelsea. So I actually see more <laughs> Chelsea games than I do Byron games because he's always putting them on. And it's hard because it's like 8 a.m., you know, some of these games, like obviously because yeah. of the time zone difference. So like, I'm like, yo, like he's like, yeah, no problem. Like, we'll we'll do this. I was like, why is he so willing to hang out uh, so early? And the next thing I know, Chelsea's on. So, and uh, I would say he's a bigger Chelsea fan than I am Byron, but... Mm-hmm. you know, watching their rise and fall. And then also what happened with their ownership, man, that was, that was great drama, you know, with, yeah, it with was, the government uh, and having a Russian owner and all that other stuff. 
Yeah, it uh, it definitely took us for a spin, I must admit, because uh, we're all Arsenal fans for the most part. And so we follow the Premier League pretty okay. religiously, but I have family in Germany. Yeah, the only thing I'll say about Byron is they definitely are the Yankees of Germany. You know what I mean? They just, uh, I don't know, I feel like they have a lot of championships, but it's also because they're that strong, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah they have the... They have very deep pockets. Yeah, they have the muscle and they use it. Um, now, Mike, speaking yeah. of muscle and using it, mm-hmm. let's talk about Steve Cohen because he took over the Mets and he got the checkbook out. He got Matt Scherzer. He, he went and got Francisco Lindor. And now they're in the playoffs. Surprise, surprise. You spend some money. You buy some players. You get some success. They might even win the NL East. Who would have thought a few years ago yeah. that, that was going to happen? Yeah, it's it's very exciting. I mean, honestly, it it's kind of like that. Imagine if you could own your favorite team, right? And just have an endless amount of money. And that's that's who our owner is. And he's so down to earth, man. He's down there. Uh, you know, when we we clinched the playoff spot in Milwaukee, he was in the nosebleeds, just sitting there yeah. watching the game, which is which is awesome. But also, like I've seen him just walking the concourse of city field his wife alex follows the divide which is insane like you know what i mean like these are billionaire owners that are at every single game i sat right in front of them and it felt like the roman empire where like the king and queen are watching the game uh you know and you're just sitting there as a royal subject like right in front of them and they're up on their tower so it's brought a whole different vibe you know they do a lot for charity which is amazing and alex cohen the uh steve's wife has like a very family oriented lifestyle and she's brought that to the mets and like you know she's she's always inviting fans into the to their suite and just it's it's such it's like having the worst leaders run your i mean Nobody talked about Dolan that much because the Wilpons were like, here, hold our beer. Like we're, we're that much crazier. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, it's like going through that storm and now being in heaven. I, I almost don't believe it. I'm waiting for, you know, a scandal to come out and Steve Cohen's assets are frozen and like, <laughs> we lose all of our money. I'm waiting for it guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, maybe Bezos or someone can step in. No, hopefully that doesn't happen as much as I am a Yankee fan. I think I, Successful Mets is important for baseball in New York, and it's important for baseball at large. Big and time. if only the Blue Jays owners could spend money like that. Anyway, um, I won't get into that. Yeah, what do you think is an acceptable finish considering the amount they've put into it and all the work that's been done, the people they brought over? What's an acceptable finish for the Mets? I mean, uh, you know, one, we we need to understand that this isn't, going to be the last time right like Mm -hmm. so that's that's the promise is like this isn't a one and then i mean and see in like 10 years because the last time we were in was 2016 and uh i can't wait uh especially with the new playoff format we always have to be in it uh two men with scherzer Degrom. like if we're in as a wild card getting to the next get to the next round round by round win a round and then we'll talk you know like uh but I'd love us to have an NLCS uh, banner and then some World Series. And but it's like it's like playing poker when when it gets smaller, when the table gets smaller, 
you got to play differently. And I get scared of teams like the Phillies because like they got a pretty good one through three uh, starting rotation mm -hmm. and then they can move a guy like Noah Syndergaard into the bullpen, you know? So I think as of today, if everything ended the way it was, would be, the Phillies would play the Cardinals, which I think is like kind of like a cakewalk for them. I love what's happening in, in St. Louis, but I don't think it's real. You know, the Albert Pujols renaissance is amazing, uh, but their team isn't built that well. So I could see the Phillies beating them and then we have to play the Phillies. And like, honestly, that will be awesome for Fox Sports, the gambler, but uh, I will have, a, it would be a nightmare situation for me. I'd much rather the Cardinals beat the Phillies and then we, we play them. So get through the first round and then ask me after that. But I'm just happy to have playoff baseball. And I know that sounds corny, but man, it's so, I mean, the Yankees only missed one, one time, one time in my lifetime, the playoffs, mm -hmm. at least, you know, in, in the two thousands. So, yeah. uh, it'd be nice for us to go on that kind of run. If you could add any strength anywhere to that team, where would you add it? Catcher position, man. <laughs> and, and we, it, it's uh, Brian McCann has not had a met moment. And I don't mean like, uh, Stanton last night hitting a grand slam or Lindor hitting a grand slam for us. I mean, like a base hit that like ties the game. <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, we got Alvarez in the minors and he is going to be a firecracker, but he's still trying to learn the catching position. Right. But we need a bat in that position. And this guy could be the second coming of Mike Piazza if he's developed the right way. Here I'm thinking you're going to take it soft and be like, maybe add some strength to the middle reliever position. You're like, no, no. <laughs> behind yeah. behind home plate. That's that's yeah. our problem. It's a huge. Toronto problem. has three catches, man. Maybe maybe see if they can yeah. get Alejandro Kirk or something. Well, the most hurtful t thing is Travis Darno is an amazing catcher now, probably top five, and we let that guy go for a bag of balls. You know, like, and now it's like your ex that's like with one of your friends and you got to see him every day. Like he's with the Braves now and he even hit a home run yesterday to have them win. And I just feel like as great as the Mets have been, the Braves don't lose ever. Like, and uh, granted, we got a one game lead on them, but it just seems like we can't get away from them. And every time I turn around, Travis Dar knows the reason. That's harsh. That's that's harsh. <laughs> that's a, it's a fun reality too, though, right? I mean, that's yeah. still a fun thing to follow. Yes. Who would you say is an unsung hero on your team? Vogelback. Well, he's he's a folk hero, right? So Vogelbacks are folk hero. The fan base loves him. Uh, Jeff McNeil does not get enough credit. The man plays everywhere. I saw that they're going to do like a utility gold glove for the first time. And I can't help thinking about him in that role, you know? So, so that's it. And then obviously too, like the Trevor Mays and the rest of our bullpen, Diaz kind of overshadows them just from his dominance. But you got to keep in mind, most pitchers only go six innings. So that's seventh and eighth till we get to Diaz or even uh, Diaz throwing a five, five out save. Like there's other guys that are in that role. So I think our, our bullpen as a whole is kind of taking it to the back burner of, of the whole Diaz thing. Uh, Mike, Edwin Diaz, he comes out to the song Narco by Timmy Trumpet. Is that now your favorite song for yes. the year? Is that always on your playlist um, when you're in the car or when you get, get up in the morning? 
so it, it's it's on my playlist it's it's like on my mind when i like i was setting up for this like i'm walking down the steps of the studio and i can hear it in my brain i don't play mm -hmm. the actual song but i you know i i every time i i it's it's actually hurt my creative social media posting because honestly whenever i want to post something i'm like oh i should use that like it's the it's the obvious audio to use but you have to like tell yourself it's already gotten to the too many people have used it be more original you know so uh but man it gets you fired up seeing that live is like those Olay chants and or like the Jose like we used uh the Olay chant and uh turned mm. it into a Jose 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 for Jose Reyes yeah uh yeah, you know, yeah. it's that type of vibe and, uh, whatever gets that man throwing a hundred miles an hour and striking people out with his nasty filth, I'm all for it. I thought it was a little corny when we had Timmy trumpets there. I'm not going to lie, but I'm all for it. If, if we keep winning and so far it hasn't, that, that could have went two or one ways, right? That could have been the epic decline of our mm. season when they had that live, when Timmy trumpets came and performed narco live. And Edwin didn't get into the game that day. And then mm -hmm. they, I remember that. Steve Cohen, yeah, Steve paid for him to stay one more day. And then finally Edwin got in and we got to have that moment. And uh, somebody sent me a baseball card of that moment. For, shout outs to Tops. Uh, and uh, so it's kind of cool, but also like it could have been the kiss of death. You know, like when you start doing that, I think about the Sixers when they started doing the DX thing. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. Uh, so it was called thrust the process and the, oh, uh, and Bede, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bede was going around doing the crotch thing. You oh know? yeah. Like from, from pro wrestling yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the and then they had the crotch. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, they had triple H come out and hit the Liberty bell, their little bell with the mm. sledgehammer. And then they didn't win another game for the rest of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> How about so. that? How about that? I mean, yeah, it was it was brave decision to have Timmy Trumpet fly out from Australia to do it against the Dodgers. That's <laughs> of all the <laughs> opponents, and and the I feel like the first game maybe Los Angeles thought, okay, we're gonna make sure Diaz doesn't come out. Yeah, I, rem I, I remember would've... that game was a bit of a blowout. Yeah, like you're giving a team that already won it all, right? They they had no reason to get gassed up to beat you. We did take the series two out of three, but don't give the Dodgers a reason to show up, right? They they were pitching a guy, actually, Reed, who they DFA'd, like, right after it. He now plays for Baltimore, and they, that was their closer for that night, and he, he saved the game. So, uh, yeah, the Dodgers already had everything wrapped up, and they just were trying to get through an East Coast road trip. We are the last uh, team they had to face, and next thing you know, we bring in Timmy Trumpets, and I'm sure some players took exceptions to that. Absolutely. Yeah, I probably would have too. But yeah, Diaz <laughs> Diaz entrance has to be up there with Enter Sandman for Mariano Rivera. It's probably gotta be one of the best in of our time. Right. And it's gonna be one to remember. Set the the year of twenty twenty two. It's been a season to remember so far. We've got the playoffs. We won't have a game one sixty three because the rules have changed. We will have an expanded playoff schedule. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. 
what, what do you make of some of these changes that have happened this year? Are you happy with the changes or and some of the changes we're going to get next season as well? Or are you preferring how it used to be? It, it was weird, man, because like it took a while for the fans to adjust. And I feel like Fox Sports and my colleagues did a great job reminding the fans that they were still in it. Like a lot of the Phillies attendance was down because they're like, oh, we're not in first place. Well, now with baseball, you don't have to be that way, you know? So uh, it took till like mid-August for fans to realize that their teams had a shot. And uh, it was unfortunate because the Phillies probably would be in a better position right now. That ballpark, when Philadelphia packs that ballpark, it's impressive. It's a tiny, it's a, I call it a baby park. It's a little sandbox. It's, it's tiny, but it feels like the fans are right on you and they're rowdy and uh, they would have won a lot more games. So it took a, the league adjusted the right way. I think people made the right transactions. I think what was harder for me to swallow was the new trade deadline and that mm. just being weird. And then the waiver waiver rules and like, just like, you know, everything happened very quick. It was like all-star game and then no more trades, you know, like, so mm. I wish that stayed more so than look, I, I felt like baseball needed this from a marketing standpoint to not just have a, the bare minimum, you know, five teams make it or, or what have you. Yeah. And I think it also means that more franchises will try because exactly you're in, you know, you're based on a Philly network and it's a city of trust in the process, but baseball doesn't, baseball can't afford to have that anymore. You can only have Again, so many yeah. Moneyball franchises. Mm -hmm. uh, right. The game, people will start switching off in certain cities. The diehards are the only ones that stick around during those process, right? Like, like I said it earlier, uh, when you could get into a, a, your favorite team's team for 13 bucks, you're like, oh, this is great. But there's a reason because yeah. the mm. the product is that terrible, right? So you got to work through that. But like I, you know, I I don't mind either scenarios. But that's because I'm an absolute psychopath when it comes to baseball. But the average, yeah, fan base cannot survive a quote unquote trust the process tank scenario. And uh, I hope this eliminates it a little bit more. What I like about the MLB draft is it's such a crapshoot. Other than the Astros, you can't really find a team that tanked and got an insane amount of prospects for it because it's so hard to pick a guy that's going to be something six, seven years down the road. Mm -hmm. Cause that's how long it normally takes for, for them to grow and mature into a major league setting. Yeah. I mean, they, they had some other help along the way to get to that title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. If um, you ask me, they should be sent back to the national league where they belong, but we'll say that for another it's day. So that took me longer to adjust to than the playoffs. Like not under like, wait, when they're in the American league, like it was so, it was so weird. I, I just, I, I remember the days of Nolan Ryan, the Astros and Mets having, a, we, we would feud with them, you know, and now mm -hmm. they're in the American right. league and, and uh, now everybody wants to feud with them, but yeah, trust me, <laughs> I'm hoping they get knocked off. I do not want to see them in the world series, you know? Absolutely not. We've, we've had our fill. We've had three or four years of it. We're done. I agree. Yeah, they're the team that most people love to hate now. That's that's basically who they are. That's who they've become, yeah. right? Now, yeah. now, Mike, are you a gambling man? So uh, because of my newfound job, uh, I'm getting better. I don't know if you've seen any <laughs> of the posts. I, I uh, you know, I'm trying to understand this game. 
uh, when Sean Brace, our program director, brought me on board for the gambler, he told me I didn't have to do any gambling situations. Mm-hmm. Our mutual friend, who sadly passed away, actually set us up, set me up with with a betting company uh, that iHeart wasn't using, that Fox Sports wasn't using, the company that he worked for, and uh, you know, I I so I had a little bit of experience, but. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Let's say that I'm getting there. I'm, okay, I'm and, very and proud of my progress. <laughs> so, as, as someone who's relatively new to it, do you find it adds more to the game, or is it just same thing for you? Uh, it's remarkable how predictable these games can get. Right, like I never realized that. I always was like, I guess from being an underdog fan, whether it be the mm-hmm. Mets you know, and, and, uh, the nets and, and sometimes the giants, you know, I always thought I had a shot and like, according to Vegas, like, no, man, we could have told you you were going to lose. You know, <laughs> it's quite remarkable. I, I, you know, you're like, Oh, look, they're giving you plus 300. And it's like, yeah, cause it's likely not going to happen, you know? Uh, and, uh, even with football, man, like the fact that they know these under over totals, like they know, the weather it's actually probably better than the weather i wish yeah. the people that made the odds for vegas controlled the weather like, to, <laughs> like honestly it'd be, world the world would be a lot better at least i would know when i could go golfing right <laughs> hey hey that's my thing <laughs> <laughs> awesome in pro sports podcasters we do a thing which also by the way to all our fans bet what you can afford to lose i bet a dollar mm. at a time but I um that. bet what you can afford to lose yeah yeah that's a thing anyways so i like to casually take the underdogs especially on mma fights just because it's mma and it's the only sport i know where a comeback can happen in a second so i was texting kobe i was like yo i put money on leon edwards (laughs) and it paid off he won it was like (laughs) wow four to one odds and i was like wow look at me go i made four (laughs) dollars right (laughs) um yeah so times (laughs) four times the amount yes yes four times there you go but yeah, so when it comes to, to betting, I'd also, uh, I wouldn't take it to heart too, too much, especially if you're going to do prop bets, because even mm-hmm. look uh, a couple years ago when um, the uh, St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup, at the halfway point, they were the last team in the league. If you put a dollar on them to win, your payout was like $10,000 or something. So it's, it's, it's not all proper, but uh, those, are, those Cinderella stories happen more than you think. Just a little, right. a little word to the wise. That's a good tip. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying also bet your house on that either. I mean, no, no, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm a fan of like a five dollar parlay. Like you know, I, d- I did one the other day. Eagles Bills minus ten. So Eagles to win outright, Bills minus ten, and the Mets to win, and oh. five dollars paid sixty something dollars, yeah. and. Yep. I'm like, this is great. You know, like I was like, we're going out to uh, eat tonight. And I was like, going to Sizzler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The first round's on me. I told told my my wife. So it's just, uh, yeah, that's fun for me. And then uh, my partner, Corey's like, imagine if it was 500. I was like, yeah, I would cry if it didn't hit. Like, what are we talking about? So, so like, yeah, we're we're from two different realms. There are some Mm -hmm. times that I get, you know, his bets are absolutely outrageous. And mine are just like, I bet five bucks that Pete Alonzo would win a, hit a home run and I won nine bucks. And it's just like, you know, but I like it. I like it. And then I'm like, my coffee's free tonight. 
you know? That's exactly how I view it, too. Like, when we're watching the yeah. Premier League, I'll have parlays on everything. I'm like, I really think this team will draw or whatever it is. And I've won, like, $12 on a $1 parlay just because, like, the underdog has come through for me. And I'm like, Woo-hoo. So I, d- I do that to mess with my friend Greg, who's a Chelsea fan. I'll bet against them. Now's a good time it. to bet against Chelsea. They, they, <laughs> they're having problems with goal scoring. Aubameyang, yeah, sure. I don't know if he's the answer. I'm, I'm not a bitter Arsenal fan, I promise. Yeah. Yo, Aubameyang was a panic buy. They're like, we can't afford anybody. Uh, fucking Barcelona's in debt. Hey, Barca, can we, uh, you know, whoo. So, yeah. <laughs> essentially. But that's also what happens when you go from Arsenal to Chelsea, Aubameyang. Anyways, I used to like him. Yeah, Moving okay. forward, what is uh, what would you say your biggest payout was? And then what is your biggest loss so far for betting? So, so far, again, I'm I'm pretty fortunate. Uh, we we had a partnership with a company that I, I can't name right now, but they used to pay us in credits. So we used to every week... Corey would convince me to just do like a four leg parlay. So if we hit, we had like $3,000, they would give us like a hundred dollars to bet on, on the air, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, he would try to get it up to like plus 2000 or plus 1200. And, uh, so after the ninth week, the guy called us and was like, if you do that again, we, we can't keep doing this. Like you gotta like <laughs> one start hitting, but two you know, win occasionally. Is that what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but they're like two, like be a little more freaking realistic, man. Like it's okay to bet a hundred and win 90 every so often. Like, you know, <laughs> like go with the, a sure bet. So like we had to reel it back, but yo, yeah, we were like negative 1300 at the time. Like, uh, when we finally started to hit and then when we hit through the super bowl, we were great. And now with Fox Sports, the gambler, we've been better. My best hit happened this month, September 7th. I did this. It was Oakland versus the Braves. Oakland took a two run lead in the third inning. DraftKings let me uh, cash out. So it was a $50 bet. I cashed out at 90 and then I did a three leg parlay with the Mets Yankees and the Braves coming back to win. Mm-hmm. And I turned mm-hmm. that 900 into 800 because it was like plus 828. So it was plus 828. Yeah. So uh, that's my biggest personal win was that. But uh, I also, um, lifetime, I'm way above even uh, because I, again, I, I go for the $5 bets most of the time. That was, that was a $50 bet because. Uh, I felt like Oakland had to win because the baseball mm-hmm. gods don't let you lose that often. And the Braves were like on a, a an insane tear. And I was like, you're bound to lose. But then I realized it's Oakland. I should cash out. And then I realized <laughs> it's the Braves. I should two nothing is nothing to them, you know, and I was right. So it all worked out. It was, it was pretty impressive. And uh, we had a live event the next day. So we had the plug uh, Fox Sports, the gambler. And I had this great story to tell on air, and I had the receipts to prove it. That's so awesome. It was, it was pretty awesome. My nice. God. That is uh, that is probably one of the best ones I have ever heard of. <laughs> I thought my $12 was impressive. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me tell you, I might have to start upping it to a buck fifty. Big spender here. Yeah, the only thing I will do is like I will take my bet and then maybe reinvest it. That's it. But understand that I could lose it. But mm. like I'm not trying to pay my college tuition with it. Yeah, so the five dollars that I won and I got sixty bucks because uh, what was it? Um, so it was the Eagles 
Bills and Mets all winning, I kept $16 in there and I, I cashed out the other 50 and change or whatever the $48 or 46 bucks it was. And uh, then I played some of that. And then I put $5 for Pete Alonso to hit a home run. He did. I put $5 for Lindor to hit a home run last night. He did. So now I have another 45. I'm going to keep 15 in there and I'm going to uh, cash out the 30. So I never keep too much in there because if I keep it in there, then it's theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now, Mike, you've talked about a few wins, which is nice, but now we need to switch the script and talk about some losses, okay? Because it's very important. All right. Very, yes. very important. You need to under, you need to shape up and listen. Because right now I look at the Bragging Rights League, all the different podcasts <laughs> in there, and you, my friend, are uh, 0 2. I what am, do you have to I say am. for yourself? Uh you know, like it's tough, man. Fantasy is hard. This year there was a lot of question marks. You know, it, you guys are you guys are the pros, you know, I, I tried to overthink it a little bit, I think during my draft, you know, I, I went with, um, hold on, let me pull it up right now. Also, I share this thing with Corey. So sometimes wow. his opinions. <laughs> oh, poor Rooks, Corey. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna Conveniently, Corey's not here to defend himself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, Corey is that's... going under the bus this afternoon. Yeah. So, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's been a bus so far. I, you know, honestly, like, I, I don't know. We should have stayed away from anybody from Dallas. Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, he's, I don't know. Like, it, it just, I have Jalen Hurts in my other league uh-huh. and he's killing it. He is absolutely killing it. It's been too great. I'm I'm two and zero in that league. I love to talk about the the Fox Sports League that I'm in because like I'm doing so much better with him, uh, and they're all Eagles fans, so they're mad. But we're just underperforming. I mean, I lost by three points this week, so I'm not. I'm a better zero and two team than the two and zero Giants are. To give you that oh, kind no. of perspective, okay. so I think we'll. I think I'll bounce back. I, I'm not worried about this team. It's actually it's a pretty clutch team. Uh, and I, I'm, you know, I think we'll perform. All right. We look forward to that progress. Now, you mentioned before that you received some some swag from Tops. You, you mentioned the card. Do they send you NFTs as well, or just physically? Uh, so uh, I we are working on a partnership with Tops Bunt. Uh, so I, um, and then also I'm doing an Instagram thing with Candy. I don't know if you've. Yeah seen any of their nfts yet so those things are in the in the making right now like but uh you know it's it's tough sometimes because we're going a thousand a hundred miles an hour and some of these companies are going a thousand miles an hour so you don't want to be a pest but it takes like two weeks for somebody to answer your email you know so yeah. uh but yeah we are we are working with them they send us stuff like absolutely like uh, i'm I'm proud of uh, a lot of the partners that just randomly send us stuff and and vice versa. We're sending stuff out too. Uh, you know, the Give Us a Shot Network has an amazing shop. Uh, you know, Ty and Germ are amazing graphic designers and they keep us going. We just, uh, Corey and I, we, we love the golf. We're not good at it. So one day we're on the golf course and uh, there's he found a Pro V1 and uh we couldn't afford one they're like a 30 dollar ball so we're all excited (laughs) so he 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 uh he muffed his shot and it went like three feet i picked it up i was like here's your bro v1 and he's like he looked at me so now we got a clothing line called bro v1 and it's for the (laughs) it's for the guys like us who love the golf but 
uh, they drink better than they <laughs> they can sh shoot. So, uh, you know, it's um it's a fun thing, and we've got uh, some golf courses around here already buying the product, and it, it's just it's been really cool. So, uh, you know, those back and forth sponsorships are hard, man, because you want to find ones that one you enjoy to talk about, and then two you want to honestly like make sure that you're also helping them grow their business. So what we've been doing the last uh, since we joined Fox Sports, Corey and I have full-time jobs. The network is amazing and we love to participate in it. But with Fox Sports, we're like, hey, we could either start monetizing this or we could help out. So we partnered with Todd Frazier, uh, nice. Little League the World Todd Series. Father. Yeah, the Todd father, baby. Uh, Ex-Met and New York Yankee, uh, home run derby champ. We've had him on his, the show a bunch of times. We became came virtual friends just like we all are right here and uh so he he was having an event for the tom's river field of dreams which is a facility for special needs kids to play any sport imaginable and we partnered with him and we raised over twenty seven thousand dollars. we play, we did a celebrity beer pong tournament and uh corey and i hosted it and it was live on fox sports the gambler and then um because of that somebody saw us there and they're like hey we're doing this event called dine on us it's a golf outing with Irvin fryer uh baker the touchdown maker i'm i'm forgetting everybody but it was a uh, a who's who of ex super bowl and hall of fame football players mm -hmm. and it was just awesome and we raised over twenty thousand dollars there so since june the divide has raised helped raise forty six thousand dollars in charitable events awesome with some amazing people so you'll love to see it You'll love to see that. Yeah, Mike, where would people find you? I mean, obviously you've got, you know, Fox Sports the Gambler, but where else can people find you uh, social media wise? So uh, all of our socials are easy. They're the divide live. Uh, people laugh because we're not live anymore, but it's a one cut type scenario. We don't edit unless somebody says a bad word <laughs> for, for FCC reasons. But uh, we, uh, yeah, so we're the Divide Live on Twitter, Divide Live on Instagram, Divide Live on Facebook, uh, and then the thedividelive.com. So you could do that or the giveusashot.network. They go to the same place. So that's that's pretty much us in a nutshell as far as uh, where to find us. All right, awesome. Yeah, just gave you a follow on all socials. Thank so this will be fun. My pleasure. Um, and before we get you out of here, have you ever had a poutine before is it a is it like um i'm i'm sure i've had it my wife is way more experienced than that and like uh man i'm trying to think of what it yeah it's i can imagine it but put it this way it wasn't that memorable <laughs> so oh um, is it like flan is it like flan no not flan? at all flan? no nope. okay it's it's closer um, to the uh new york city style what was it uh you guys garbage, garbage fries plates? Garbage place, garbage fries, something like that. Oh, it's got like gravy on it. There you go. Yes, yes. No, can't say I was a fan. Uh, if I was drunk, I would have liked it a lot more. <laughs> but also, like, uh, yeah, she loves it. She absolutely loves it. She tries to. I don't know. I'm a. I'm a ketchup guy. Uh, like, I want potatoes and ketchup, or you know, or just potatoes on it. So I. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't even like disco fries or whatever they do or. Uh, uh, pizza fries are kind of weird to me. But um, I suspect you had that poutine in the U.S. I think you should definitely try it in Canada. You might have a different opinion. So what parts? Because like I know Montreal is, uh, I've been there 
three or four times and it's a beautiful, beautiful city and I love it, but I know it's more French. Is that where I should be trying it or should I be trying it? Yeah, that's the uh, best you tell place me. of Putin. And that's where it started and then it okay. kind of spread out to the rest of the country. So definitely try it in Quebec first. And then okay. when you come to Ontario and you join us to watch a Jays game or watch Let's a go. Leafs game or something, try one there and then it might change your opinion. <laughs> Just I'm a saying. fan. We, we hang out with ASAP Sports as well, and they're in Chicago, and we keep saying we want to go there to try the deep dish. But mm, I'd much so rather good. go. Yeah. I'm fully vaxxed, so I, I could come into your country. Hey, so, it, won't, uh, <laughs> it won't matter in a week. Just, just like Robbie Ray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so, want to let you know. We could do it right now. But uh, all in right. all seriousness, we'll be... um, yeah, <laughs> we, we should plan something. I would love that. I would love that. Sure, Especially let me know. So yeah. I'm, what I'm thinking is when we win that fancy title, because I, I did tell Jamal this because he's running the league. I told him when we win the fancy title, he has to send the trophy up to us. So maybe you boys can just hand deliver it. You know I would saying? love that. He's got a, a little longer of a trip. He's in North Carolina. He's a firefighter in North Carolina. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm on board. I'll drive. I'll drive. His, I'll go yeah. pick him up, and then we'll come to you. That's kind of crazy. I won't do that, but uh, I'll get him here. And then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him pick you up on the way. That's the yeah, yeah, exactly. But 100%. There we go. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Mike. Uh, we, yeah. we love seeing what you're doing out there with with Corey and with the give us a shot network and definitely gonna keep following your progress and inspirational buddy very inspirational. No, same here 100%. guys you guys uh you guys are killing it um you know i i i love watching your content just keep it up you know it's have fun with it like and good things happen so uh you know i look forward to watching your progress and growing together right on that's what's up that's what's up. Thank I, you. I do uh, hope the Nets do well, but not too well. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our Insider Tips, Sponsor Giveaways, and Insider Newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcast's experience. Where no sport is left behind.